It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I'm Josh and I'm joined, of course, by... I'm Mindy. And we're on episode 44. Okay, 44. Mm-hmm. We're approaching our... Our 50. Yeah, our 50th. I should do something special. Yeah, oh, I have something in oh, mind. Well, you do? Yeah. Wow, okay. But it's going to be like, yeah, um, it's going to be mostly just me working on something and putting it together. And then me just not just doing anything. commenting on stuff. Okay, I, I can do that. <laughs> the less work, the better. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do any work on that one, but... Yes. Yeah, I'll probably start working on it. I already have an idea, but Dang, you'll see when ahead. it comes. Yeah, it's like yeah. two months. And also, almost. we never addressed it, but in June is when we um, hit our one year of doing the podcast. Oh, was it June 9th or something? Or sixth, something like that. That's when we published the first episode, which probably sounded terrible compared to now. Now that we, I kind of know how to do them a little I better. Mean, we're still not great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dogs in the background. Yeah, but it would make it funny sometimes. But anyways, yeah, we're back. We're, we kind of had a delay because we went to Chicago and we took a trip. And also, I couldn't record because I kind of sounded all congested and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of do. So if I cough, I'll try to get away from the mic. Yeah. And we're planning to do a Chicago episode soon. Yeah. that's. We'll talk more about the trip when we do the Chicago episode. That'll be the next one we do. Um, uh, we'll but actually, we did. well, the trip has to do with our topic for today. Oh, you have something... Well, uh, related to it. Well, yeah, because we went to the Nintendo. Event. Oh, you're right. Duh. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Super Mario this week, um, kind of in honor of the new Mario Maker game that came out. That... Yeah, and I actually met Mario and Luigi during that <laughs> event, yeah. and then like I was there's a picture of me, and they're all like next to me, and Josh is like all Angry. on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll post that. We can share that. Yeah. In the group. I can. Let me show. Dan- oh well. Speaking. Okay. Yeah. You want to introduce here. our guest? Go ahead. Danielle's here. Go ahead. Here. Take over. Who's Danielle? Hey. Danielle is here. Hello. Yeah. My sister Danielle is... Like, that's us. <laughs> uh, looking at the picture that Mindy was describing. It's a great picture. Yeah. Um, Josh, he's a, hmm, I don't know how I feel about yeah. this. Um, <laughs> so, Danielle was from probably most famously the Mandela Effect episode. Also, oh, yeah. we talked about dogs, dogs. before. I'm the dog girl. She's yeah. the cup noodles girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cup noodles. It's cup of very noodles. passionate uh, in the Mandela Effect. One of my favorite uh, end quotes, end of episode quotes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, we kind of grew up playing Mario a lot. Kind um, of, we totally kind of. did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I was that just thinking. I call myself the Mar- Mario generation. Yeah, I just mean like there was a lot of different games we grew up with, but yeah. Mario is probably the central one. What is? Do you have like an initial first memory of playing Mario games, or what? What's the first thing that comes to mind, like as a kid? First memory would be, I guess, the first Mario Brothers. Because yeah. I remember playing the second one. Oh yeah. And the third one. The weird one. Yeah, the second, second one, one was, had, like, the mouse. float and yeah. stuff, and had the bird that shot I like, eggs. I like the second one a lot. Actually, yeah. I guess I don't even have a lot of memories of the first one. I do remember the second one and the third okay. one. Yeah, the third one. The third one was fun. Yeah, the third one is probably, I mean, early in the episode, but it's probably my favorite if Most I would played. have to go through just 
in terms of when it came out and how like different it was. But I also think of Mario Paint because we I remember us getting it as kids. Like, oh my came with the mouse pad and the mouse and yeah, and um, you would just like you could draw whatever. And there's also mini games like you can make music with all these different notes and yeah. Um, Actually, that one probably <clears throat> is my favorite because it was so <laughs> yeah versatile. You could make music, you could draw. You yeah, could we grew paint, up playing that could... a lot and. It was like, again, that was very different. Like, you had to get a separate attachment, like, to connect to the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Another big one was Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. (laughs) We used to play that for hours. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We would just, like, even, uh, like, when we would do all the the tricks, like, you get the Mm -hmm. feather and try to jump on that little ghost island place. (laughs) And we would just be driving backwards, just, like, screwing around, trying to, like, hit each other. Yeah, I think we knew all the cheats. All the shortcuts, yeah. When it came to Mario Kart, we played it so much. Yeah. um, What about you, Mindy? Growing Um, up? I feel like it did play it growing up, but, like, I don't really have a memory of, like, having the console playing it. Mm -hmm. The memory I have is, like, uh, in Mexico, we used my grandma lived um, on the same street as this arcade, and my cousins and I used to go play the original Mario and like arcade version oh, okay. all the time. Yeah, there. it's the one memory I really have, and I'm sure I played it more. But like, I have more memories of playing like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Did you play Mario sixty four? Yeah, when it was out, I thought I remember you talking about it. Sometimes. Yeah, because my cousin had a Nintendo sixty four, so okay. I remember playing that like whenever we I remember family that parties. One also being like revolutionary. All of a sudden, it's like a three D world. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the N sixty four is kind of the first one that did that. I remember Mario was like the first game, and like Donkey Kong Country was also. Mm-hmm. And I also remember as like a teenager, like um, having the DS version of Mario, mm-hmm. like the what was it the a Nintendo DS with yeah, the screens. Yeah. I had that one, and my cousin said I would play that forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, wasn't that the one? I don't know which one it is, but... It's the one where you could turn big. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the actual console, like, whenever you... There was a switch on the top screen where it kind of looked like 3D. Oh, I guess it was the 3DS. Thir- that's the 3DS. Sense. Yeah. And then you could just turn it off if it's yeah, but that, that making was, you dizzy or something. But that was after. Yeah. Like I had, I had the 3ds for Zelda. Hmm. I remember playing Zelda in 3D, and that's pretty gotcha. cool. Cool. Yeah. So, bottom line is, we all have I have a lot of experience with Mario, <laughs> and yeah, I, I guess I kind of got the idea because, like you said, when Chicago we visited a Nintendo uh, a Nintendo Switch tour where we got to hang out with Mario and Luigi and play a bunch of <laughs> Switch games, and also the Mario Maker Two is coming out that. We we're tried little, right yeah, earlier. we were playing earlier and it looks really awesome. Um, so yeah, we're going to do something a little different this week. We're going to just switch up the segments because, um, Danielle has a hard out. She has to take care of some dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to do some of the ones that we want her around here for. I mean, we want you around for the whole thing, but can't always get what we want. Um, <laughs> so what we'll do, since it's uh, still have a little bit of time, uh, we'll just do, we'll go ahead and get into Questioning Florida, and then we'll get into my main segment, and then you can uh, okay, cool. go take care of the pups. Get out of here, and yeah. take care of the Kick you the hell out. Take care of these dogs. So um, I actually found a Mario-related Questioning Florida, so let's get into that. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, believe it or not, there is one. I feel I felt like there might be because Mario is so. What wasn't there everywhere. one where 
Um, this guy tried to. We had to try to guess what weapon this guy used to steal a bank. And one oh of them yeah, was a power glove. Yeah, that's that was in our uh, video game episode. <laughs> to steal a bank. <laughs> yeah, he tried to steal a no, bank. Oh my god! A whole, the whole building. <laughs> no, that was one of uh, Mindy's classic clubs. Um, <laughs> he tried to rob a bank. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the duck hunt gun. It was a power glove. The, it was um, oh my gosh. a couple other ones. Can't remember if you got it right, but I didn't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> it was with Zach, I think. Yeah, Zach was on that one. Um, <laughs> so this is from April of 2017. And let me just uh, get into it here. The owner of a Florida video game store is challenging a town law that prevented him from displaying an inflatable character outside his store. So, for once, this isn't about a stupid Florida man. This is just about... <laughs> it's like the drag- about the dragons one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that one. The Halloween one where we talked about this woman that was getting complaints because she had dragons in front of her her yard. And they were saying that they were like satanic or something. What the? Yeah, it's, but they're dragons. So, I have, I have it on tablet. Aww. So, this is what he had. He See, had, that looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. And he, had a, he has a video game store. Wait until you hear the reasoning that the government was trying to give him for not having that. So, the government in Jacksonville... Um, the suburb of Orange Park told Scott Fisher, the owner of Gone Broke Gaming, that he was required to remove the 10-foot inflatable Super Mario that once stood outside his store or face a fine of $100 for each day that it remained. What? So basically he had no choice and he had yeah. to take it down. The town cited a law that prohibits business owners from installing portable displays that convey a message relating to their business. What? I know. Isn't that the whole purpose of it? Yeah. <laughs> so you can have... That's what it's like mind-boggling and, to and me. That makes no sense. So you can have something that doesn't pertain to your yeah. business? Yeah. Like, like exactly. dry cleaners, they could have Mario up there? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <up> there. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of those, like, those inflatable arm men that have their yeah. arms going look yeah, crazy. Yeah, like inflatable <laughs> tube man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was just like, what in the world? And this is that, in 2017. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. You can't have... I, I would, it would make sense if it was like something with copyright or something yeah plus the government like you would think they have something better to do than to <laughs> some check don't on yeah so the, the owner says uh, running a small business isn't easy from the start and then having the city tell me they're going to cut some of my profits in the form of not having any advertising it kind of hurts he said he placed a large character outside of his store to attract business after he got approval from his landlord and the nearby businesses so he like did everything by the book uh-huh. right so this is one of the rare like Florida men that's like he's on top of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because our store is so hard to see, we thought a giant inflatable Mario would help attract attention to our storefront. We put the Mario up and it was literally in no time that the foot traffic tripled. So right away it was like yeah. a hit. Like you can see it's, uh, it's it would attract people if you're yeah. just dri- driving by. Everybody it's loves like Mario. It's like a big Buddha. Like you can rub it. It's really <laughs> Yeah. And I'll post that picture too so people can see it. Um Fisher received support from the Institute for Justice and filed a federal lawsuit against Orange Park, claiming that it violates the First Amendment to the Constitution by discriminating certain types of speech. His type of speech being inflatable Mario, I guess. I could have a Santa Claus in L for other seasonal inflatables, but because Mario pertains to my business, I can't have him. That's what they said. That's what the letter to him said. He also stated that the loss of the display has hurt his business as customers and passersby no longer stop outside the stores to take photos with Mario. Uh, When we had to take it down, I could tell there was a decrease in the foot traffic and the amount of phone calls asking where we were located increased. So I guess, I mean, from the picture, you can kind of see it's like 
They're not really, they have that little sign on the side, but yeah. I feel like they should have like a bigger one on the top. Yeah. But either way, the Mario helps a lot. So that was, uh, I had to follow up on this because that's where the story ended. <laughs> uh, until September of 2017, attorneys for the gaming uh, place uh, and the town of Orange Park reached an agreement that allows them, and now it's nine foot tall, I guess he... <laughs> got hit by a Goomba or something. <laughs> it was 10 feet before. Uh, to be out on display once again. Following mediation, the attorney sent uh, sent store owner Scott Fisher a letter on Tuesday saying Orange Park sign code had been suspended for the store while they revised the rules. So mm-hmm. I, so he can leave it out as, until they kind of d- determine. But I don't know what, what they would do to... I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You either can have it out or you can't. <laughs> so... Um, Town officials cited Fisher last year, threatening him with fines if he didn't remove the display. So it's just kind of summing up what happened. Um, but as of now, it's back outside the store. So that's good. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was ridiculous. Fine. That law. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why did they make that anyway? I know. Like- did somebody have something that was offensive pertaining to their business? <laughs> that that ended up- yeah. I just, I'm trying to think of a reason, but I mean, it is Florida, I guess. It is Florida, uh, yeah. You don't always have backwards. to have... A reason. It's backwards. Okay, we'll do one more segment with Danielle before she uh, tends to her dogs. And I'm bringing back Quiz Corner for this one. So the way this is going to work is we have eight questions here. Okay. And you guys are going to be battling to see who can who can buzz in and get the right answer. Okay. Um, there's different ways to earn points. So like... I'm going to read the question, and then if you think you know it already, you can buzz in with your name, or you can say, oh, okay. just say Danielle, say Mindy, whatever. Yeah. Um, or just you can make a noise, it doesn't matter. So if I hear your voice first, okay, so, <laughs> and then you get to answer. If you buzz in before I read, so there's choices for all of these. If you buzz in before I read the choices, uh, you get a guess, and if you get it right, you get two points. But if you get it wrong... The other person can either choose to guess and get two points, or they can choose to hear the choices for one point. Okay, okay cool. So it's a risk if you want to buzz in. Mm-hmm. Or if neither of you buzz in, you can wait for the choices. Wait for me to read all four answer choices, and then whoever I hear first can guess. Okay. There's no penalty for missing a question, okay? Okay. Everybody cool. understand? Mm-hmm. Got it. Hands on buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> can I do my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. What level is in every version of Super Mario Kart? Danielle. Okay, Danielle's yeah. going for before. What level is in you every version? You have to name a, a level that's in every version of Mario Kart. Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road is correct. <laughs> yeah. So let me update your that. score. Yeah, that one, I kind of had to think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it has to be. This iconic level, this iconic level will never be stripped from the game because it is not only a fan favorite, but it's the development team's favorite, too. I, I remember one of the proudest moments of my life was when I beat Rainbow Road and um, in the GameCube version of the, the oh, yeah. dash yeah. on uh, the hardest level oh really yeah wait right. did you did you beat it like with other people yeah. racing too yeah with like the dang that with is the, impressive with the uh, like AI 200cc or whatever the hell it is no it's 150cc 150. 150. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like 50, 100, and 150. Mm-hmm. There's actually a Mandela effect with the Rainbow <laughs> really? Road, even. Yeah, they, I'm not familiar with it, but they say the Nintendo 64 version, the Rainbow Road, didn't have any kind of, like, guardrails or anything. It was just, you know, like the regular Nintendo version. And now it's lined with, like, stars. Stars? I, yeah. I remember the stars. Yeah. I, I honestly don't even remember yeah. the version. I remember the stars. But, but like, I mean, I could be thinking of another version. But, yeah. So when I the, looked at you said it, the N64? I was like, it has the N64, yeah. Oh, that one is People like. People say they remember it If you play it now, I think we played it at Jonathan's once. Like, mm-hmm. it's so weird now. <laughs> it's like you're going way too fast. Wow. <laughs> like, you are out of control. <laughs> and then you have that weird stick that you have to navigate with. It's like so hard to play now. I would never be able to beat Rainbow Road on that anymore. That's why they added rails now. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Two to zero, Danielle. What was Bowser's original name? Uh, Danielle. <laughs> she forgot her name for a second. Because <laughs> I was thinking of his name. Is okay, King, you... King Koopa? Four to zero, Danielle. Danielle. The other choices were the Koopa King, Koopa Troopa, or Lead Koopa. <laughs> or Lead Koopa. All right. Mindy. I know my, I know my Mario stuff. I'm not sure anybody's going to buzz in on this one before the eight choices. Mm-hmm. What animal was Bowser originally? Remember, if you guess. Okay, you want me to read the choices? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, shall I read all four? A tiger, a boar, an ox, or a badger? Danielle. Oh, I heard Danielle. <laughs> a tiger. Eh, incorrect. A boar. Incorrect. Bowser was really sketched as an ox. Ah. Uh, see. That was going to be my next guess, but. Because I. <clears throat> never mind. What? You had reasoning? Yeah, I had reasoning. <laughs> What's. Why do you think he was a boar? Because it well, sounds like Bow. <laughs> no, because Mario. Actually, fun fact Mario and Legend of Zelda were being developed at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. Legend of and Zelda came in, up. in that game? Yeah, well, um, Ganondorf is depicted as a boar a lot. Hmm. So. Close. Do I lose points? For no. Me? Okay. There's no penalty. <laughs> yes, lose so points. So you're still in good shape. Okay, the original drawings that were done by Miyamoto were completely different than how Bowser looks today, but they were misinterpreted by an animator to be a turtle. Although uh-huh. it wasn't even close to what he was supposed to be, he ran with it, worked together <laughs> with him, and made Bowser what he is today. He was like, meh, okay. <laughs> yeah, close <laughs> enough. I was wondering, he's supposed to be a turtle? Yeah. No idea. But he's a turtle now, yeah. That was actually a question I had, <laughs> yeah, but he has a shell, but I never even thought of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a turtle. He People he's think a turtle? he's a dragon a lot. <laughs> or like a lizard or something. Yeah. It's All right. Like a kimono dragon or something. You ready? Yeah. You guys remember the warp whistle in Mario 3? You, you can warp to another. Oh, yeah. Which game was that warp whistle borrowed from? Mindy. Go ahead. Um, it was borrowed from... Ah, she's going to Google it. No, <laughs> no, it, no, it was uh, Excitebike. Incorrect. What? So you you can either answer now That's or BS. wait for... That's one of the yeah, things I in my story. Hear, I want to hear this. The she warp was, whistle? That's where she was trying to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you looking in your or notes. The, the warp zone. <laughs> oh, that's different. That's the warp different. whistle. Yeah, I want to hear the Ah, she tried to option. cheat and she failed. <laughs> okay, so the options are... King's Quest, Prince of Persia, The Legend of Zelda, or Final Fantasy? Mindy. No, you can't. No, you already guessed. You remember, if the you... The Legend of Zelda. That is correct. <laughs> Danielle is up 5 to 0. <laughs> Maybe she should have left before the quiz, Mindy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the musical notes even sound the same when you listen to them side ah. by side. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so it's five to zero. Did so, Legend of Zelda. I don't have a lot of memories of it, but I do remember like the music, kind of, and it just sounds similar, yeah. like the whistle. 
All right. And you still are mathematically in it, but it's looking bleak. <laughs> this last question's worth four points. <laughs> <laughs> There's still four questions left, so if you get them before. All right. What was Princess Peach's original name? Mindy. Go ahead. It was... Oh, what was the place? Incorrect. You were excited, but it's still incorrect. Dang it. I want to make a guess, but... <laughs> you want to make a guess? Well, if you make a guess and you're both options. wrong, then you both it? hear the options, so... Oh, okay. Well, then I'll guess Daisy. Incorrect. <sighs> okay. Well, now that knocked one of the choices off, so be ready. Uh... Wait till I finish the last word on the last one. <laughs> you got... Well, I'm going to take Daisy off. There's three choices. Princess Toad... The Pink Princess, Princess Toadstool. Danielle. <laughs> Danielle. Go ahead. Princess Toadstool. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Toadstool. Because I, I was thinking, name. I was thinking of uh, the new Mario game where <clears throat> Paulina's like the mayor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, that was a good guess. Now all it's known as is Peach. When Toad takes a shit, Princess Toadstool. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you have? Toadstool. <laughs> Toadstool. I should have five, then. You have, uh, yeah, you got two, two, four, no, five. She gets, you got six, six now. Oh, yeah. I have six? Yeah. Wait, did them? you get Zelda also? Yeah, she did. Yeah. So, you got two. Did you get Bowser in, in one before the no, choices? No. Okay. No, but she got the first the two. Choice. Yeah. The f- okay. I mean, I guess without pretty much, yeah. You're, you're two, gonna, four, five, six. Yeah. Points. Yeah. I forgot I was keeping score, but now I just got too but into it. if you get them before you, you can still catch up with yeah. two and two. There's still three here. All right, right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> she might have a chance on this one. I might have given her an advantage, maybe. Ready. What is the name of the raccoon outfit Mario wears? Minnie. Uh, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Minnie Mouse. The Tanuki. Tanuki is correct. Did you know that yeah, one? Yeah, I had no clue yeah. on that one. Okay, Tanuki. Mindy has... That was the name of his outfit? Yeah, the, you know, the uh, raccoon one? How'd you know that? Because I love Tanuki Mario. And also, when you, when you play Mario Kart, he goes, Tanuki! He, you know the one with the, with I the brown? I think Tanuki's an, actually, an actual animal, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Wait, is that another game, or...? No, it's an animal. No, but like, remember in Mario Three, you can have a raccoon suit. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the name of it. Yeah, that's cute. <clears throat> Japanese raccoon dog. Yeah, so this is a tanuki. It's cute. Man, that was gonna be my that was gonna be my episode fifty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, special. it totally looks like a tanuki. Oh, okay, and this picture is Mario like. No ke- oh my god! That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it's disturbing. <laughs> um, that Mario killing a tanuki. <laughs> we're not sharing that picture. <laughs> All right, so Mindy, you're at, you're at two. Okay. Get this get this rolling here. We have two more questions, so here we go. Which of these are? I guess you can. This is more option based, but you can still just try to take a wild guess if you want more points. You might as well. Okay. Which of these enemies first appeared in Super Mario Three? You want me to read the choices? Sure. Is it Chain Chomp, Bullet Bill, Bomb, or Shy Guy? Danielle. Danielle. Shy Guy. Incorrect. Oh, I was going to guess that. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's Chain Chomp, Bullet Bill, or Babam. You pretty much need this to have any chance. Babam? 
Chain Chomp is the oh, correct answer. I was going to guess Bullet Bill next. So it was I actually guessed, I was one. thinking Chain, Chain Chomp because he seems so prominent in that game. In the third one? Yeah, Mario oh, 3 yeah. with the... With the Bullet Bill. I yeah, they're in there. But I remember those from the first Mario. Yeah. Oh, bullet yeah. Bills. I don't really oh, see Chain Chomps okay. in the first two. So it two. started in the third. Yeah, which oh, okay. these first appeared. Yeah, that's what that means. Can this last question be worth like a billion <laughs> All right, this points? last one is worth nine points. You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danielle has this. All right, but let's just do this for fun. According to the 2009 Guinness Book of World Records, what is the most influential game of all time? Mm-hmm. Choices are the original Super Mario Brothers for NES, Mario Party 1 and 64, Super Mario Kart SNES, or Super Mario 64 on the N64. Mindy? Yes. Mario 64? Incorrect. Do I get to hear the choices again? Yeah. The original... Mario, Mario Party 1, or Super Mario Kart on the NES, uh, SNES. Uh, it's got to be Super Mario Kart. I feel like everybody's played that. So let me read what I found on this. The Guinness uh, World Records editor-in-chief said of the selection process, We knew this would be a complex task, so we invited a crack team of industry experts to form a judging panel. <laughs> and the result is a top 50 list of games ranked both on their importance and on how fun they are to play. The team said that they picked this game for the top spot because it's the best-selling racer on the SNES, the GameCube, and the DS, and it is Mario Kart on the SNES, which is very surprising to me because I, I would have thought the original. But the original seems too no, obvious. It's, yeah, it was the very first one. I feel like the third one's probably most popular out of yeah. the one, two, and three. Yeah. But I feel like Mario Kart is like universal yeah. and, and we then, played it so much that it has <laughs> right, I remember good. Mario Kart more than that I don't know exactly the final score but it's something like 7 <laughs> to 2 Yeah. Um, I thought maybe she would have an advantage because she researched Mario but <laughs> Danielle I was on top it. of things I, yeah she I lived, lived it, it. <laughs> she, was, I lived she it was she lived it before you I guess yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're just a little, for a little bit too young. <laughs> just for fun, I got like the rest of the top ten most influential mm-hmm. games. Can you guys guess? Just even the Legend franchise. Would you know which one? Which Zelda would have been? Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's number five. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is not on here. Pac Man. Or nope. Wait. Tetris. Tetris is number two. Uh-huh. Uh, did you say Pac Man? <laughs> I said Pac Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like right before you. Galaga. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, Final Fantasy 12. 12? X is a 10, right? <laughs> yeah. Sims? Yeah, Final Fantasy 12 is on there. Sims is not on there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I play all the time that's on Halo? here. Yeah, Halo is number six. <laughs> there's, oh, wait, that's not... Think older like, fighting. Oh, like uh, Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter 2, I guess, is on here. fighter game, yeah. Okay, I'll just read or the Mortal rest Kombat. of them. Um, no, that's not on here. So number two was Tetris, Grand Theft Auto was three, and then Super Mario World. That's the first game with Yoshi in it, by the way. Um, Um, Ocarina of Time is five, Halo is six, Resident Evil, four, Final Fantasy twelve, Street Fighter two, and then GoldenEye was number ten. Oh my god, I remember you used to play GoldenEye all the time. Yes, I used to play with Andrew and, uh... (laughs) Sam? uh, Who did I play? Oh yeah, and Sam. Yeah, we used to play that crap all the time. That was fun. And now, just from that to now the games we play, it's, oh, like, man. so much totally different. different. Yeah. Um, one last bonus before Danielle has to go. Uh, this was going to be a tiebreaker, but <laughs> we obviously don't need it. So let's just see if we can get closest to this number, okay? Okay. Um, how many total levels are there in Super Mario 3? 50. I was going to try to, like, maybe... Oh, sorry. 
60. <laughs> All right, Danielle's closer. There's 90 levels wow. in Super Mario 3. Because there, I think there's like eight or nine I worlds. Think there's got to be like eight worlds, and I was thinking like maybe 10, 11, yeah. but I still went down. <laughs> you still went low. Because she said 15. Yeah, she went, sorry, <laughs> I'll cut the tiebreaker out. This is just pouring it on. <laughs> But yeah, dominating. Yeah, see, this is why I wanted her here. I just wanted her to humiliate you and then leave. <laughs> I did my job. My job yeah, here is done. Yeah, you don't win anything. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> trick myself to sadness. Yeah, she's gonna take a shot now, and then we'll like, come back and me. finish. Yeah, thanks for coming, Danielle. We know you gotta go, fun, but we'll have yes. you back for a full episode yes. sometime soon. Yeah, well, but time to go take care of the doggies. Yeah, we always think of new things to talk about, so. We'll have cool. you back. Thanks. And uh, yeah, okay, we'll be go. back. With you. <laughs> now get out of here. See y'all later. <laughs> All right. So now that Danielle kicked her ass, she's gone, and we're gonna <laughs> and I kicked her ass out of the house. Yeah, you kicked her out of the house, <laughs> and kidding. you said never come back. <laughs> uh, we can go back to our regular format. Yes. Of you telling me stuff that I have no idea about. Yeah. And hopefully... So, hopefully you don't know any hopefully, of these. I, I mean, I don't know. I know a lot about Mario, but we'll see. Well, because these are just kind of like some facts that I, I, looked, I found out about, because I kind of covered the history of how Mario was created mm-hmm, back yeah. in the video games episode. Right. So, um, this one's probably going to be really short. Sure. Um, so, here's some facts that I didn't know about, and see okay. if you know them. Sure. So, Shigeru Miyamoto has mentioned numerous times that the game Kung Fu was a major source of inspiration for Super Mario Brothers. Arcade developer Ira created the original game, but Nintendo itself developed the NES port of Kung Fu, a project that Miyamoto and his team were deeply involved in. Kung Fu's smooth scrolling and bright colorful backgrounds set it apart from most games at the time, and Miyamoto's thinking about um, got him thinking about a new creation of his own his own scrolling action game with colorful graphics. Oh yeah, I never had even heard of Kung Fu. Kung Fu Master. It just says Kung Fu. Just Kung Fu. Yeah, but it's kind of like that same like art style, like just the scrolling and. Is he wearing like white and then like black? Sleeve or something? Uh, or I don't you don't know. you don't remember? I, don't know. I mean, I think I found it, but uh, yeah, I, I guess it, this one flipped by me, so yeah. I have not heard of this one. Yeah, it That's was cool. Quite, and I think that Kung Fu. Oh yeah, game it was, was called Kung Fu. Yeah, it was partially inspired by Jack and Chan as well. So that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the second one kind of goes in order. Mm-hmm. So Super Mario Brothers didn't star Mario initially. So all Miyamoto and his team knew early on was that they wanted to make a big scrolling action game. So initially, the filler character was a blank square, 16 pixels wide and 32 pixels high. It was like Super Meat Boy originally. Exactly. Except, Way before. Yeah, except if Super Meat Boy didn't have a face. <laughs> so he was just a square. Yeah, he was just a square. Mm. But eventually, Super Mario Brothers co-director, Tagashi Tezuka, looked up the sales of the NES version of the Mario Brothers. You know that game where you'd like have to punch the crabs and all that? Yeah. He saw that it was like a big, big hit, and he was like, hey, Miyamoto, how about instead of that square, we just use Mario? Yeah. And then Miyamoto, Good call. Was, and then Miyamoto <laughs> was like... Eh, sure, I guess that's an improvement. 
and that's that's how that happened. I would say having a human instead of a square is an improvement to your game. <laughs> I guess so. Any game besides like Tetris or Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find out how Mario got his name, check out the video games episode of oh, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, Internal uh, promo. <laughs> um, so, okay. Mario was originally going to ride a rocket and carry guns. What? So I did not know that one either. NRA. Um, <laughs> it took a while for Nintendo to nail down the charming jumping and turtle crushing as the core tenets of the Super Mario Brothers. Um, initially, the game was a more straight-up action game with Mario wielding a beam gun and a rifle. Also, the game was to be split evenly between on-foot stages and shooter stages, in which Mario rides a rocket or a cloud. <laughs> well, he does do a cloud now. Yeah. So, they, they kept part of it, but... Yeah. Guns are not very kid-friendly, I guess. Now all he does is kill somebody and take his cloud away. <laughs> <laughs> by stepping on them. Yeah, not step, on, sh- step on a kid with glasses and take his cloud away. <laughs> yeah, don't shoot them. <laughs> uh, okay, this is the last one. And this kind of goes back to the the one of your trivia Oh, right, questions. the Excite Bike thing. Yeah. So the warp zones exist because of Excite Bike. Oh, that's cool. An Excite Bike... Which is um, the last game before working on Mario and Zelda that Miyamoto did. Mm-hmm. You're free to choose any one of the game's three courses right from the start. Um, so Miyamoto- Oh, yeah. That makes sense because like, when you warp with the whistle in Mario 3, there's like you can choose from 1 to 3 or 4 to 6. Yeah. Yeah. So Miyamoto liked this dynamic and wanted to bring it to Super Mario Brothers, but was afraid that everyone would start right at level 8 without learning how to play the game on earlier, easier levels. The Warp Zones were the solution to this, giving players an easy route to the end of the game, but not before they learned the ropes in Worlds 1-1 and 1-2. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's exactly how it works, because you gotta... You gotta get some. You gotta put the work in, but then once you find the secret, then it's like okay, you got a reward. You can go up to. You know what my favorite world was always on Mario Three was the giant world. You know how everything is giant, but you. Oh yeah. So there's like giant pipes, giant piranha plants, giant goombas. I don't know why it was cool to me. And then there was an area where you could go in the door, and then everything was small, and then Mm -hmm. go back to the other door, and then everything was big. Mm -hmm. I don't always. That was always kind of creative to me because I'm like, whoa. Everything's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I don't remember what world it was. I think it might have been... I thought it was six. Like, was it that high? I'm thinking like four or something, but... Uh, Super Mario 3 Giant World. Let's see. World 4. Oh, okay. was Giant Land. Yeah. Oh, I remember those guys, the Hammer Boat guys, too. They were always giant, but they were even bigger whenever you went to that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually didn't know pretty much all of those, but I got a hint on the Excite Bike one. But yeah, that's cool. I think I, think I, I deserve know. half a point for that. <laughs> I mean, still, you're not that close, but. <laughs> so um, we'll get into my main segment, and okay. this is pretty fascinating to me. So I think you'll like it. This is from October 26th of 2017. Okay. So, the, uh, so two years ago? Yeah. Basically, um, from thegamer.com. And these are dark secrets from the Mario universe that Nintendo hoped you wouldn't notice. Mm. So I, and I actually thought of this concept in my head. I'm like, there has to be some darkness behind some of these games. Or like, there's always some weird dark story or 
stuff they don't want you to know about. Mm-hmm. So I got a few here that I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Okay. First one is the origin of Chain Chomp. Mm. Do you have any idea what he would be based off of just by thinking of Chain Chomp? Um. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's like a dog. It barks. Very good. Where was this, Mindy, earlier on the quiz? <laughs> um, okay. Unlike other Mario creatures, Chain Chomps are fast and vicious, making them all the more intimidating. The truth behind their conception actually sheds light as to why they're like this. The truth is, Chain Chomps were inspired by a pretty traumatic event that transpired in creator Shigeru Miyamoto's life. As a boy, he was chased by a neighbor's dog until it was yanked hard back by the chain attached to its collar. This would eventually serve as the inspiration for the Chain Chomps, which explains why they're one of the more frightening creatures. I don't know about that. They don't look mm-hmm. that scary. Maybe from like a kid's point of view, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really that many scary creatures in Mario. Um, the sun is pretty scary. The sun, yeah. yeah. He's all pissed off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have sunglasses? No. No? In oh. Mario 3? I don't think so. Super Mario 3... Prince, shh. I don't need your input. Super Mario 3 sun. Or maybe... Oh, it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> That's what it is. I was gonna... I, I always pictured him with sunglasses. I've never pictured him but with But that would be weird. He's like, he's fighting himself. <laughs> He's trying to protect himself from himself. All right. All right, you win that one. Yay. <laughs> You'll take everything you can get at this point. Prince was like, no, it's it <laughs> yeah. nasty. Oh, he doesn't have fucking sunglasses. Dumbass. All right, the next one. This is from the uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Oh, yeah. Do you have any idea what this would be about? Mm, no. All right. The Paper Mario games aren't afraid to explore and push the boundaries of what you would expect from a Mario title. The Thousand-Year Door actually has the player happening upon a murder scene. Hmm. What's more, it seems that a toad has been murdered pretty gruesomely. It seems as though someone in the Mushroom Kingdom just snapped and said enough is enough. (laughs) This was censored for the North American release, but can be seen in its entirety in Japanese screenshots, which I'll show you right now. And I'll post this on the group also, but I'm going to show Mindy. So as you can see, there's like a... A chalk outline of a toad on the ground, if you can see oh, that. Oh, and there's blood. And there's so. blood. And, I mean, it doesn't look that gruesome at first glance, but you you can definitely look closer and there's... look like he just died flat on his back. Yeah. And uh, there's blood there and Mario's studying the scene and there's some Japanese... Weird. Yeah. Uh, words there, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty dark, I would say, for a kid's game. Oh, for sure. Um, especially, like, it's weird that the Japanese would do that, especially because, like... The murder rate in Japan is, like, super low. Uh, all right. Next one. Okay. The brick blocks, the ones that you hit, mm-hmm. are alive. Mm, it's kind of like the portal. Where, you know, like, your companion cube? Oh, There's yeah. There's a theory that, like, they're the people that failed or died doing the tests, they put their bodies in the companion cube. Oh, I don't think I ever heard that. You ever heard that one? No, that's cool, though. Well, I'll talk about it yeah. at another point. We'll do a portal episode. <laughs> All right. So this is according to the manual of the first Super Mario Brothers. So this is like very... The, there's the, no... Wait, the North American or the Japanese? It just says the first Super Mario Brothers. So, I mean, I don't know. It could be both or either one. Because there's always a difference. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Japanese showed a dead toad. Mm-hmm. All right. According Japan to the manual... does everything better. <laughs> what? Japan does everything better. <laughs> According to the manual, there's a pretty disturbing secret surrounding the Mushroom Kingdom's residents. 
The manual states that, quote... Wait, is this what all the toads get turned into blocks, and then, like, every time you hit a block, you, like, kill a toad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> you just got a... I just remembered it. just got a memory mm-hmm. come back to you. So, quote, the quiet, peace-loving mushroom people were turned into mere stones, bricks, and even field horsehair plants. What? I don't know what the fuck that is. By King Koopa's Black Magic. So that means every time you smash a brick, you're actually killing an innocent resident of the kingdom you're trying to protect, which is pretty twisted. <laughs> so yeah, that one is that one is one of the weirder ones. I've I'm never gonna look at blocks the same. <laughs> yeah, I'll still just try them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one: marital problems. So Boo, you know Boo. Boo. Mm-hmm, the ghost. Mm-hmm. Have become uh, some of the most recognizable and popular adversaries in the Mario universe, okay. but their origin is a little less cheerful. According to an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto, the creatures are based off an incident involving co-designer Takeshi Tezuka's wife. Miyamoto says, quote, His wife is very quiet normally, but one day she exploded, maddened by all the time he spent at work. In the game, there's now a character who shrinks when Mario looks at it, but when Mario turns away, it will grow large and menacing. No. Well, that's kind of not cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of funny, but it also suggests that they had some serious issues mm-hmm. in their marriage. That Well, yeah, I mean, I would be pissed, too, if like you went working for like 20 hours of the day or something. Yeah, like, uh, in general, as a wife, you don't want to be compared to a, an evil yes. ghost. <laughs> that's actually a big issue in Japan. Yeah. Over... The overworking, like, there's, there's a big issue. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, they're so big on, like, work ethic and... Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of people, like, committing suicide just because, like, they work so many hours and it's, like, overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so... Anyway, sorry to go <laughs> down so that deep, rabbit hole. So deep there. All right, all right. We'll end on this one. This one is uh, another visual one that I'll have to post, but... There are some people in Super Mario Galaxy that are... Uh, oh, the stars? They eat all the, the stars? The, what are they called? <laughs> I don't know. This is not what it is, but I want to hear this now. In Super Mario Galaxy, there's these stars that, like... I think they're called Shine Sprites, where you collect them as you go, and then, like, in order to get a new world, you have to feed, like, these little stars, because they're like, I'm hungry. okay. And you just shoot these shine sprites at them, and they, like, get all full, and they explode and (laughs) turn into a new world. And it's disturbing, because you're just force-feeding them. What's the... Isn't there a term for when you, like, force-feed an animal just to fatten it up and kill it? Uh, I don't know. There is one. Oh, I guess that's not that. Yeah, it's but not that. that's another one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be in our uh, force feeding animals episode. <laughs> All right, these are this is about the shadow people of Hell Valley in Super Mario Galaxy. Okay, um, Do you remember Super Mario Galaxy it was on the Wii original. Well, I yeah, I mean, I just explained part of the concept. Of Super <laughs> oh, yeah, <Galaxy>. you really, <laughs> literally just did. The Shadow People of Hell Valley. So I got this from like a. There was like a uh, from the main site that had the the info about it. But there was also like a a game myths like a Wikipedia type site that was talking about it. So the Shadow People of Hell Valley is a title bestowed to a sky texture in Super Mario Galaxy. At the beginning of the Shiver Burn Galaxy level, there's odd shadowy figures that can be seen at the top of the cliff in the background. So I'll, I can show you. 
Oh, yeah. I'll show you this one first, which, I yeah. mean, it kind of looks like... You remember it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember seeing that when I was playing the game, but I think I watched a video about them. Like okay. the game theory or whatever. Okay. And then this is the zoomed in one, which is even more like... And it's creepy. It's pretty creepy, right? Mm-hmm. The Okay, so I'll read a little bit about that. The official name for the image in the game files is Hell Valley Sky Tree. So they have hell in there, mm-hmm. which immediately raises some questions and possible answers. There are a few different opinions on the existence of the Shadow People. First, since the texture file is named Hell Valley Sky Tree, it's possible that the figures are just alien-looking trees within the level. Mm-hmm. With eyes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like, all of them have... Two eyes that are right where eyes would go on a regular figure, so I don't know about that. However, blowing up the image and seeing them close up raises some doubts about this idea. Another popular explanation is that the texture was left in from the beta version of the game. According to this theory, Hell Valley was the name of the level in the beta version, but was later renamed, but the shadows were left in by accident or on purpose. Another similar idea suggests that Hell Valley is a Japanese name for Shiver Burn level, so it could have just been like a translation issue. Mm-hmm. And then there's another theory that's implying that the images are really just local alien beings native to the galaxy watching Mario do his thing from afar. So All creepy. All creepy. And, and when you see the images, you'll be like, whoa, that's that's strange. Like, I, I didn't really play Galaxy a lot, but I don't know oh, if I, I, I Galaxy is like one of my favorite Mario games. Yeah. yeah we, should, so. we should play it sometime. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt that. It's like a... One of the another of the game changer games where you start like going around a globe or you go around mm-hmm. this sphere and doing things like all in every direction, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. So um, that's I guess we're I guess we're done. I guess so. Yeah, we had a lot to say about Mario, and as a whole, I mean, I would say at least like game wise, he's probably giving me more hours of entertainment than any other franchise. I could think of, because I'm sure I've watched more TV than playing Mario, but it's different when you're actually interacting with, you know, what you're doing instead of just watching it. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I owe a lot of my childhood and adulthood to Mario. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, we, we're still doing... Yeah, we're still playing Mario Maker today. I'm probably still going to be playing virtual reality Mario... <laughs> 2034 <laughs> in the future. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Kid Us would be proud of adults. Us. <laughs> kid that, Us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just that we didn't. We're adults, but it doesn't mean we have to lose that part of ourselves, yeah. I guess. The part that just enjoy video games. And, like, I feel like if like we ever had kids, like, they'd be. We'd, like, teach them the old school games and stuff. And then. Oh, for sure. Um, go on from there. Yeah, and be like, no, no, baby shark. What is this shit? No, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. play Mario. Yeah, I still don't know what the hell baby shark is all about, and I don't want to know. I have a Just friend, some annoying. I have a friend from middle school who has a who has a daughter now, and she's very cute. Um, and she posted a video, and it's like her daughter just like dancing for two minutes to Baby Shark. Thank God I don't have kids. Yeah. That's cute, but she was like on a diaper and she was like moving her butt, and it's like, okay, yeah. I guess I like this. That part is all right. <laughs> Everything else you can drop. Mm-hmm. All right, well, on that note, let's go ahead and raise our glasses to Mario. 
And Luigi. And Luigi, yeah. We didn't really talk about him. We'll do another episode. No, I can't <laughs> do another episode. I'm just <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> you can do anything you set your mind to, Mindy. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> and go grab a refill. <laughs> okay, bye. Right, bye, everyone. Step on a kid with glasses and take his cloud away. Yeah, don't shoot them. Yeah. <laughs>